the cup. Uh, Gas is sitting pretty with his teams right now. Gas, you got them all uh, left there. Belgium, Brazil, Uruguay. They're all all good to go. Brazil's up one nothing right yeah, now. Yeah, they're going to They're good through. to go. They're going to move through. And I, I still think they're they're probably of my three, the one I'd still say has yeah. the best shot of winning it all. But a lot of soccer still to be played, Puck. The, uh, I think you know that more than most. Of course. Of course. Full 90. Art, uh, I'm sitting pretty. Argentina, Portugal, France in our World Cup uh, draft. Jackson, how's, how's your squad doing? Oh, South Korea just... I mean, never rooted so hard in my life for South Korea great, than I did today. Great sporting moment, but come on! I, I saw it. They, there's a shot from I think it's from Mexico City. The South Korean like consulate is out in front of the South Korean embassy doing shots of tequila with Mexican soccer fans. It's like that's all I kept listening over and over again. It rams home the whole world nature of the World Cup when you've got that yeah, going on. It's Jackson, fantastic. Yeah, Feltzi, our soccer expert, he had Germany. Germany's out. They lost uh, today, so they're out. But he still has Spain. Still has England. So again, he has two, two. He has two teams left, but uh, Gas and I have got all three of our teams uh, still, uh, still here. So that's good for us. Uh, the Mariners. We recap the uh, top stories of the day. The Mariners, as we welcome you and here lunch with listeners, brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. The M's with a big win yesterday, uh, three to two over the Baltimore Orioles in Game Two of that series. So that's good. Game Three, they'll have our our favorite Wade LeBlanc, uh, who again, his wife's still with us. She has not been yeah. fed to alligators. Yes, yeah, he's and, and we're still tracing his French Canadian uh, lineage. That you he is French Canadian. He's not, but yeah, that's he, you have to you have to go. I did his answer. His, did you? Yeah, I did his. Uh, I, I did a swab. I, yeah, I put his, a swab I, of DNA from you, Wade. I did the twenty four seven thing or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's he's French Canadian. Yeah, I see. Uh, I I've got a question for you about the Mariners. Now, you were busy yesterday. You were out at uh, uh, Sun Katie as well, and then you had to go yeah. pick up your daughter from yeah. camp. Did you we, watch we the game? T- we were together. I know, but I mean, boy, I mean, did you get home in time to watch the game? Did you watch the no, Mariners I got, game? I got to SU at 3.45. Mm-hmm. So you did get home and yeah. you watched the yes. game? Did you? Because let's get Mr. Analytics, get Kenny back on here, because I did have... Uh, I went berserk yesterday, and this is one of those weird little things that bothers me. I don't know if it bothers other people, but when, when Seeger, and ultimately he gets the game-winning hit in this at-bat... Right. But when he steps in, we need to create a new stat. I need one of these these great sure. brainiacs that are that are so powerful in baseball. We need a new stat to to for players that swing at the first pitch when the pitcher hasn't thrown a strike. Now it, it just I was sitting there yesterday, and it all works out for the for the good. So maybe this is just something. I'm I should glad you go. brought this up. All right, good. So I'll tell you, he uh, Tanner Scott yeah. walks Hanager or Haniger. He walks him on nine straight balls. Now, Hanniger swung at a few of them. There's a slider breaking out of the zone, and he's swinging at I mean, But the point is, he threw nine pitches to Hanniger. Not one of them was in the strike zone. Seeger steps in, swings at the first pitch, which is also out of the strike zone. And I'm, I'm just going nuts. I'm like, when he's thrown nine consecutive pitches out of the strike zone, is the take sign, is that just a relic now? We don't give that anymore because it doesn't fit analytically? or would? And then he swings at the second pitch, which was gas down the middle, and then he hits the third pitch for what was the game-winning hit. Yeah. But that drives me nuts when you know, a pitcher is uh, nibbling in and throwing away. It's like, hey, let him throw another ball. Let's make this guy throw a strike before we give him one. I don't mind it, and I know it was brought up the other day because somebody else did it, and it bothered a lot of people on Twitter. It, it doesn't bother me because no one would complain about it if he got a hit. Well, and Seager's a guy you so want raking up there. So it's easy to complain about it once the guy doesn't get the hit. I, I will, gar- I will uh, uh, absolutely guarantee you I complain about it all the time, regardless of who's up and regardless. As long as a guy hadn't yeah. seen thrown a strike, I'm like, God, please take a pitch from this idiot. 
I guess my only thought would be on that, which is I, I totally get your point. Yeah, right. because the guy's been all over the place. He's going to throw another pitch. In that situation, I don't want Seager to get a walk. I want him to get a hit. Yeah. So I'm thinking the guy's been so erratic for, and he hasn't thrown a strike in what was it, nine pitches? Right. Okay. Well, he needs to get something over the plate. Mm-hmm. So your thought would be mentally, he's just thinking, I've got to get, I have to throw it over the plate. I need to get a strike. Right. Seager's thinking, or any other batter is thinking the same thing. Right. This guy's going to try and just throw one right down the middle because he needs confidence to throw a strike. What better time to get a hit if a guy's just going to groove a fastball to you? Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't, and then he did the yeah. next pitch, the second pitch. But so I, I don't get. I get the. I get your the thinking. And you're listen. You, you, you're not alone. A lot of people share. It. Right. It doesn't bother me as much. Let's get him in a lousy count and make a bit. You know. And in the end, look, I know what you mean. You, Seager's one of your hitters. You want him raking. You want, and he ends up putting the ball in play and getting a couple of runs in, and it was huge. Yeah. I loved D. Gordon starting that rally with what could have been a single, but instead he turns into a double. He has added such an element to this team this year. I love watching that guy play. God, he's fun. Oh, he's great. I mean, the, the whole, the, uh, the, uh, um, yeah, in the eighth inning when he gets the, uh, when he gets the double and then Segura moves him over. Yeah, it's, he, the thing he does on the base pass, which they haven't had a guy like that for, I mean, forever. Well, I guess really since. Probably the first few years of Ichiro, but this guy is willing. Ichiro was like the first year. This guy's willing to steal bases. He is mm-hmm. so damn fast. Right, right. Like, I don't know. I mean, Hamilton, maybe with the Reds, would be the other, the only other guy that is probably faster than him. But I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody that's really, truly faster than D. Gordon. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. What did I see? It was seven seconds to second base, seven and change yeah. to second? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's amazing. And, it's uh, he's just fun. He adds an an element of excitement, and you know, again, I I think the whole thing we talked about Cano a lot today, but the way that all happened, it just this is the kind of stuff that has absolutely undone Mariner teams of the past, and instead, it looks like it actually did to take Harold's side of the coin for yeah. a second. So, yeah, it may have made him a better team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's it. We've talked about this, you know, for several days. We had Brian Kenny on from MLB Network. We asked him, hey, I mean, would what do you think of Reynolds' comments that they're a better team without uh, without Cano? And I think he kind of, I don't know, he, he kind of agreed and disagreed. He kind of probably more agreed, I think, with Harold than anything. He's like, listen, you can't argue yeah. with their record. Yeah, I guess you can't. I mean, they 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 took off after Cano, you know, was uh, was hurt and then was suspended. The numbers would say, and I know Larry, you know, Larry wrote about it in the paper the other day, Larry Stone. I think in regards to when when Harold sat down with was softy about that. And made those comments that listen, well, the numbers don't jive. I mean, offensively, mm-hmm. they're they're they've been worse since he since he departed. But defensively, I, again, I, you could use all the metrics and all that. I think if you just watch the game and watch them, I don't hard to argue that they're not better defensively with him in the lineup. Right, and and that's the anecdotal thing that we get to see every yeah. day. Now, now, uh, Kenny said something interesting that I hadn't I hadn't heard this. I've heard the exact opposite, which is that Cano's range is declining, his effectiveness at second base is declining. And according to Kenny, no, not really. He's still what what he kept saying. He's above average of a defensive guy at that position. Yeah. Did that surprise you to hear that? I I, I thought the take um, up here was that no, nah, it's 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 obvious he's declining. Yeah, but I think here I think is he always I I would I mean I don't want to speak for Brian Kenny. I think sure. it's always hard. They're watching every game. Right, they're right. watching all these games. They're right. they're not like us and listening to him daily or watching him daily. That you know he can maybe look at a metric that tells him that oh actually he's good he's still covering some range. I think this is when you marry the two, and it's always the hardest thing I think in sports. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can completely just bury your head in the sand and say I'm not going to look at analytics at all. And right, that that seems pointless. Yeah, there is a part 
of analytics in the game. I think mm-hmm. the people that get so out of control with it, they're, they're dummies on both sides. Yeah, you can suck the fun out of baseball yes. by being completely 100% well, numbers-oriented. say that. Numbers don't say that. Well, sometimes, well, you know what you do? The numbers is a gut feeling to pitch hit some guy, yeah. and it's, the numbers sometimes just don't match up, but you have this gut feeling. I think you have to marry both of them and, and, and give them each uh, their time. I think if you just watch them, I think it's obvious Cano is, is a step slower. DeLunas acknowledged that. DeLunas is obviously a guy who's into analytics and into kind of a new way of teaching the game. But then we talked about the art of it as well as yeah. the science of like, well, yeah, you've got to build camaraderie too. You got to do, you do fun little things like the players on their own, it sounds like, have done a little thing where they, they form a little tunnel and high five the guy going into the games. The little things that, aren't analytic at all but but have been part of sport forever you know the touchy feely thing the going with your gut has anyone figured out what the hell they're doing with their hands and the and the the, well, the, the day, distance firing up and the down? day somebody does the they'll get it? mad and it'll be all over and well, it'll yeah. be your fault and well, you know. not my fault no, I'm not doing, be, i don't know what it is i just want to know what it is you're has a, anyone asked them uh, um, I'm I, just saying the last time they did it. Can we get your co-host Garth Lagerway to ask that on the next uh, Mariners <laughs> Weekly show? Okay, got it. I just know that la- when they figured out what they were doing, the, the we've discussed this before, when they, they figured out the the last thing that Corey Hart did, mm-hmm. when they figured that out, they were yeah. like, okay, we, we, we need to stop that. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I don't know what this is. It looks like they're milking a cow. Is that what they're doing? I, I'm not sure. Maybe. Who knows what they're doing? I, I haven't put as much thought into it as you. You've been kind of troubled by this for a while. Oh, not summer. troubled. I'm, no, 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 no. Don't confuse trouble. I'm just I want I'm curious. You're curious. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah, you you've been curious about it yeah, for a while. I just want to know. Yeah. The hell are the hell are they doing? It's cuz it is kind of weird. Like of all the celebrations these yeah. guys do, it is I don't know with two thumbs up and they look like they're like, you know it started somewhere at some point with somebody having a, a drink saying, you know what would be funny if we just did this? That, that's probably the way Corey Hart started it. What are the well, odds it has with a beer in hand? Person, yeah. well, what are the odds this has a sexual connotation? Uh, 99.9%. Yeah. It's baseball, right? I mean, you know. They're, 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 they're filthy human beings, now they, baseball players. They may be willing to laugh at it because when Corey Hart was doing that, the Ebbs were just kind of an average bunch of stumble bums. They're, they're one of the best <laughs> teams in the league. Now, if you want to stand out there at second base, take your pants off and dance around, what the hell? It's another double? Bring it on, do man. Do whatever you want to do. All we're doing is winning. We don't care. I just want to know whatever <laughs> it is that when they find, and, you know, they know what it is. And, you know, hell, I'm going to text Brad because I bet Brad knows. And then he won't. He'll, he can maybe hint at it. But I just, like, when they do find out, I just, I have a, a vision of our old, our old friend, uh, Randy, Randy Adamack, who works over there, mm-hmm. having to, being told and then having to walk down there and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> be the heavy. We just, we can't continue to do this. <laughs> whatever it is, though. I'm highly entertained, like everybody else is. Uh, Diaz picked up his uh, 29th save last night, and so he's on pace now for 57. Our poll question, daily poll question at Jason Bucker 20, what will he end up with uh, when the season concludes? Now, he's got a bet with his manager right now. Uh, 42% say 50. He'll end up with 50 saves. 11% say he'll end up with 57. 27 say 60. 20, uh, 20% say 49. He's got a bet with the old skipper. If he gets fifty, service has got to shave a couple of lightning bolts in his in the side of his head. So we're all hoping for that and wishing for that. He'll look good. Yeah. He'll look good. He'll be out hitting the clubs and, and just mixing it up, being crazy in oh, September. Sixty. I, I love though the optimism with a lot of Mariner fans, and I tend to agree with this one because this is where I voted. That twenty seven percent say sixty. Wow, oh, what a glorious September this is gonna be if he ends up with sixty saves. Just absolutely glorious. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's pretty fun right now. It's 
I'll ask. I'll ask. We'll come back and talk about this because I, I don't want to jinx anything. At this point, though, everybody in this town thoroughly disappointed or pissed off if they don't make the playoffs. Well, I think yeah, it's not about jinxing it's about that. Look, you've got to go. We've talked about this. You got to go with what your eyes have seen. They have got to end it this year, and if they don't end it this year, people are going to lose their minds. Yeah, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a sad, sad September uh, if they're if they're somehow out of it. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? It's a half the season left still. Well, they better get in the. They better end it this year. Well, we'll chat more about that next, and then also uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, investigate one more time the groundbreaking story coming out of Dallas in regards to Earl Thomas. Broadcasting live here in downtown Seattle on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man. Which game are you on? 64th minute. Are you on the Brazil Serbia? I am, yes. Serbia almost scored, as they say, you know, get the equalizer sure if you knew it was called that. It's called the Equalizer. Yeah, is that right? Triangle. I don't yes. know much about soccer. Yes. Uh, but, bam, they just missed out. So, Brazil, your team still mm-hmm. leads Serbia uh, 1-0. So, you're how, fine right now. How are the Swiss good. and the Costa Ricans doing? Uh, let me uh, let me switch on over. Hold on. What oh, are we I have, right here? I, I have to switch over. I, no, I won't, I won't put oh, it up. Right That's fine. Hold on. Well, this, this is TV. taking a while. Well, the TV. So I, I can the tell remote you. doesn't work. Uh, Costa Rica, Switzerland right now. It's a 1-1 draw. They're level. And Vancouver Whitecaps center back Kendall Watson is the guy who scored for Costa Rica. So. Screw him. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I forget what we need in this one, uh, Switzerland and Costa Rica. Well, who who, who well, Okay, who do you you don't need? It doesn't affect you. Right, so are we does talking affect, about... I, I, does it affect you, Jackson? No, but what what Gas wants to have happen is kind of doesn't matter. Costa Rica, I guess, could win. It would be a little bit of a help. Yeah. For you, you're rooting for Costa Rica and Serbia. Fuck yeah, well, I've always loved Costa Rica. Great place to visit, and now I need them to uh, take down Switzerland. Have you been to Costa Rica? I have. Everybody Wonderful. who goes to Costa Rica says it's the greatest place awesome. ever. That they awesome. just have a great time there. Yeah, it's. it's I've not been there. It's awesome. It, you'd yeah. love it. You love the jungle, zip line? the beach. The I did not zip line. No, that's a big thing there, though. Uh, right, is, a lot yeah. of zip line, jungle, yeah. the beach, all the food, everything about it. It's it's uh, tremendous. Uh, go there. Actually, I could work for the Costa Rica uh, tourism. I didn't know that. Sure. Is that right? <laughs> so you, you got like your own place. That could be because you know if things fell apart for you up here for any one of a million reasons that could happen. Oh, uh, I plenty. could see you going down to Costa Rica and like opening a little you know just co- getting weird coffee and beer place. Yeah. You know, I open from like about eight in the morning till about three in the afternoon. How about eight in the morning till like eight twenty? And then just done. Yeah, you have a hard time making about, ends meet. How about with that? just a twenty-minute coffee shop that's open up? Yeah, and then just call it good. That just just twenty minutes. Call yeah. it twenty-minute coffee. Yeah, twenty-minute coffee. Get in, get out. Twenty-minute yeah. coffee. All right. Uh, so what, I'm. I know everyone would be disappointed, and I'm stating the obvious if they didn't make the playoffs. But in terms of, I don't want to say it's an epic collapse, but hell, I think it would be kind of an epic collapse if this team didn't get in. Look, they're forty-nine and thirty-one. Tonight's the halfway point of yeah. the season. Mathematically, they're going to play. So they're either going to have 49 or 50 wins at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, you know, it's it's time to put the pressure oh, on. It's going to be massively disappointing if, if they don't it, get into the uh, the playoffs. If it doesn't happen this year, are we going to is it ever going to happen in our lifetime? If it doesn't happen this year for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, it just feels like that they're built for the long haul. They've endured a lot of problems. Yeah. You never know another big yeah. problem could be right around the corner and I mean eventually that could but but no, we you, don't need somebody else suspended. Well, well, like I said, I mean, you know, one of the things that's nice when you get 21 games above 500 is you've built in 
such a nice cushion. Yeah. And they were that way, what, about two weeks ago, and yep. then they had their 9-9 nine and nine stretch, and the Astros won 15 out of 17, and they were only four, and now they're three and a half games back. The Astros have been about as hot as a team can be, and the Mariners have been about as lukewarm as a team could be. And they're three. That that's what building up a cushion does. And we've you. detailed this before, but their schedule for these guys—they just kind of went through. You know, as we mentioned, the stretch of games where they're playing the Red Sox, they're playing the Yankees. They have the Astros in there as well. You can throw in the Angels if you want to, because that was a team that was at least behind them in the wild card standings. That it was kind of a measuring stick. These, especially those thirteen games that they had with with Boston and New York. I mentioned this before, but their schedule to end until they go uh, to the All Star break. So they have two more against Baltimore. They uh, they welcome in the hated Kansas City Royals into town, in which they'll have a turn ahead the clock night on Saturday. Then they get the Angels, who are just wounded, a wounded right. animal. Right. No Shohei. Uh, uh, Trout is playing, but he's only DHing. Then you get Colorado to come into town. So you get three with them at Safeco. Then three more at uh, Anaheim, and then you close out the season or close out uh, before the All Star break. You got uh, three at Colorado. I mean, this yeah. offense. I mean, that's they could probably average about fifty runs in that series. So I don't know. This is just the way they closed the season out of the first half. I mean, massively in their favor. And and it's interesting because the All Star break comes later this year than it is. It's about a week later. It feels like than usual. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to have you know when you get out of that. I mean, the the end of the season is going to start to come into view. Yeah. You know. You know. It's. I mean, how many games? Count them up real quick. How many games they play in between now and the All Star break? Would you just say? Well, 16, hold on, 4, 5, 6, 48, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games. 17 games. So tonight is the halfway. They're going to be 16 games into the mathematical second yeah. half of the season, which means they'll have, what, 65 games left after the All-Star break. I, I mean, mean all what, of a sudden, that's that's like, wow, you could see the end coming. What would be the what would be the obvious thing that would prevent them from, from not making it this year, from finally snapping snapping this this drought that has gone on 17 years since 2001. Well, I guess the only thing I can come to is just injuries. Certainly injuries, certainly Another if suspension. You know, let's say the M's level off and just play, you know, just okay the next few months and and Oakland or Anaheim gets red hot. Crazy hot, runs them down. I mean, that could happen. Doesn't seem like anybody, I mean, the central it's ridiculous to even think about that. But and and even in the, in the East, is there is there somebody else in the East that could get rolling that way? I, I mean, mean, they're seven games up right now on Oakland in the wild card standings. Eight games up on the Angels. The East, the closest team there would be the Rays at nine and a half and the Blue Jays at eleven and a half. Right. I mean, even they went through this stretch of games when they were six and seven at thirteen game schedule that we all kind of deemed important, and they were a game under five hundred. They just play five hundred. I mean, I don't. Does anyone expect the A's or the Angels to play? Yeah, twenty. I mean, just go on a run here. They yeah. haven't done that all year long. They'd have to. I mean, you're asking yeah. me what could happen. I mean, teams win thirteen games in a row sometime. Right. It's it's it, crazy stuff happens in this sport because of the day to day nature of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly it looks good for them right now. And and again, I'm I'm not even thinking about making the playoffs. Let's think about staying in the AL West. They're three and a half back of the Astros. Yeah, They've got every chance to run the Astros down. The Astros, in theory. Should should I don't want to say struggle, but I mean the year after winning the World Series, it's not unheard of for a team to not stay as sharp. Yeah, and I mean to this point now the Astros again they've played lights out the last three weeks and they're three and a half games up. So the M's are the M's got to be sitting back thinking, all right, good, you fired your best shot. Now let's see if we can run you back down. They gained a yeah. game two nights ago, three and a half back. Keep that pressure on, man. Let's not even worry about wild card. I I hear you, I hear you, but I'm just to me like right now it's like. 
I mean, that pitching staff is is a way above and beyond better than Seattle's, and their offense is above and beyond Seattle's. It, it, I just I don't yeah. care about the division. Mm-hmm. I just want to get in the playoffs. Yeah, but the, I, that's and, all I want. And, and I agree. And the one game thing feels almost paltry. But after all oh, these I years, it'd feel fantastic to to have that and to have that opportunity. And um, boy, no one should sneeze at that in this. No, no I don't think so. If if anyone if anyone claims to be a Mariners fan, yeah. And bitches and moans about they're only playing well, a one game playoff. Well, then where where have you been? I mean, I, I'd I'd kill right now. I'd kill yeah. Curtis Calhoun. Now, now sorry to uh, Why does Curtis, Curtis have friends. to die for this to happen. Well, we need we need to sacrifice somebody. All we right, tried sorry, to do Curtis. the moose, but Seems the like moose, a nice guy. You know, we want salty Gus, but mm-hmm. now and Curtis would acknowledge he would give himself up mm-hmm. for a Mariners postseason. Well, yeah, all right, that's he nice would. Him. Yeah, yeah, he would. Nah, man. Yeah, see, he killed. Maybe we can do this like on Periscope. Would you be willing to do it on Periscope, Curtis? Nope. <laughs> Look, there's there's two things. If I'm an M's fan, I'm keeping an eye on here in the second as the season progresses. Which is a, can they run down the Astros? I'd agree with you. If I if you're t- asking me if I have to make a pick today, be hard to pick against Houston. But what about is there a chance that either the Red Sox or the Yankees cools off a little bit and you could get yourself in a position to host that one game playoff? Sure. Yeah, that's an awful lot still to to get done here in the second half of this season, and it's it's fun to be talking about it in in these kind of terms as yeah. opposed to well, buy or sell at the trade deadline. And, Your call's next. And the Yankees bye, just bye, bye. got swept by Tampa, didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny they, things happen in this game. Playing the Phillies right now, but yeah, yeah, they did. They got swept by the yeah. They got swept by the Rays, and I, I just think what I was gonna we were gonna ask uh, Brian Kenny this, but we didn't get to it. But like, what's the gap between the Mariners? Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox, in his opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's a huge gap, but I mean, I think there is a gap right now. And I mean, I think if you watch, like, there, the Yankees are, and it's, I don't think any shame in saying it, the Yankees are just a better team right now. The Astros are, in my opinion, are just a better team. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the Red Sox are too. But again, you're, you're talking about the three best teams right now, record wise, in baseball. Right. Exactly, and and that. again, with the exception of that game against the Red Sox on Friday night, uh, the M's in that run against playing them look like they can go toe to toe with these guys. They yep. could have won two of those three games in New York. I mean, could have. That's what the losers say. We could have. I get that, but they didn't get outclassed in any of those games except that Friday night game when they coughed up the five run lead. I, twice. I guess we could say they looked better. Did they not? They looked better against Boston. They looked mm-hmm. more apt to be competitive against Boston. They looked like. Against New York, New York looked better than Boston to me. New York looks like clearly yeah, the right. best team in the American yeah. League right now. I mean, I'm looking at that like my God, every that's mentally taxing to face that team. The Red Sox don't give me that feeling. They're good, and you can well, they're better than the M's right now. Yeah, but they, the Yankees felt like God, every you can't take a pitch off against those guys. Uh, we covered this a little bit early, but I think it's 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 uh it's our responsibility to cover one more time. It's, it's our breaking news. Yeah, breaking news? Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about this earlier. It's that time of year. But uh, Mike Fisher, who works down at CBS down in Dallas, he had this uh, uh, in yesterday, and we talked about earlier today, about Earl Thomas. And about and he had this uh, a league source tell him that uh, in his league source says he'll be in somebody's training camp at the end of July, whether it's the Seahawks, Cowboys, or somebody else's. No. Earl Thomas will be in somebody's training camp. I've released something over at MikeGastineau.com. What is it? The Seahawks are going to be wearing helmets in any practice where they're allowed to wear helmets this year. Yes. That, that's. Uh, I don't think anybody reported that yet, had they, Jackson? No. That's news, isn't he, it? The Seahawks yes. will actually wear helmets. Yeah. We're also hearing that the Seahawks will play actual games this year yeah. uh, as well. So that yeah. is the major breaking news coming out of Dallas. Mike Fisher saying, 
uh, that a league source tells him that Earl Thomas will be in a training camp at the end of July. Uh, it, either the Seahawks, uh, the Cowboys, mm-hmm. or a mysterious third team. Could be a mysterious third team. So there he be go. somewhere. Yeah. Somebody asked, well, that, well, he's only saying that he'll be there. They won't hold out. This dude. I'd be stunned if he holds out because the money, the money thing is one thing in the mini camp. The money is a whole different, a whole different beast in training camp. Yeah, except I, it isn't going to stun me if he waits until the very end to come in. I won't be surprised by that because a he's in good shape. He doesn't need the the wear and tear, and it's it's his only leverage in this discussion. If yeah. if they want to keep having this fight, is is for him to 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 somehow make the Hawks think he's willing to sit out a game. Which yeah, that's when the real yeah, money. Yeah, that's interesting. Kicks in. Does who has the leverage? Because I would side that they have the leverage. Oh, I, I, I think you're right. The yeah. only way he has yeah, leverage he, he, is no, no. That the Seahawks. He has what? What's his leverage? His leverage is I won't play. I'm not going to play in game one. You yeah, have to go play the game without me. Then don't let him play. Well, then but he that, gives up. Then he gives up not only checks for training camp, but then gives up a whole half of the season. One seventeenth of his paycheck. Yeah, and then well, is he willing to do it for two games? Is he, that's oh. the only place he gets leverage. And then are they willing to say, geez? You know, we need, and if they go out the first week and get riddled by the, uh, who, who they play and who they open in the season up against, who the Hawks have in, in game uh, one this year. God, I don't even know. Yeah. I have no idea. But like they go out, let's say they get riddled and they're like, we got to get him on the back line. In we Denver. Need to, yeah. They're in, in Denver. No Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think the Seahawks just sit back and kick their feet up and go like, okay. Yeah. Do whatever you're, you're going to do, but you can, you're the one that's giving up the money, not mm-hmm. us. Right. You know, we you're under contract for one more year. I I don't think they're going to budge at all. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think they want him to try and play out this year of his contract. If he wants his money, if he wants all of his money, then he's going to have to play. And and if he does that, then they probably he leaves without. They don't get much of anything. And and I don't know. It's a it's clearly that's their thinking, Puck. Because otherwise, they'd have come to an agreement. If they if they thought we got to have this guy this year. We've lost a lot. We want to keep this guy. They did, they'd have done it by now. They'd have yeah. come up with a way because they can do it. They can always come up with a way to do it. Exactly. And I think that. And the fact that they haven't lends weight right, to your right. argument. Yeah, yeah, because if they're like, if we really truly wanted him, one, he's not going to get this money that he thinks he's going to get. They're not going to give him the top safety money in the game. They're not going to go through that again after what yeah. they just, after what they just all went through with uh, the other players, you know, with Chancellor. You know, with you know, dealing with Sherman, they're they're not in the business of doing that anymore. I, I don't think they, I don't think that means they don't value Earl Thomas, but I think financially they're just like, we just can't do it. And they may also giving you this money, this age in your yeah, career. They'll never admit to this, but they and this doesn't this runs against what you'd think Carol and Schneider would be like. But they may have just looked at all the math this year and all the situation and everything they got and gone, you know what. This is going to be that eight and eight, yeah. seven and nine. We had the nine and seven last year. We're going to have to have one more year to kind of hit bottom and bounce back, and we're going to put everything into two years from now. Yeah. And why tie ourselves up with the deal? Let's just hold firm, see if he'll come in, listen to anybody who call. If we, if we get a call that blows us out of the water, but they may have already thought that in their own mind, and 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 that might, might factor into the. I, to- I totally see that. I mean, I totally yeah. think that they. You're right. They'll never admit it. No, because no one would ever. No one's ever going to admit. Hey. Mm. We think eight and eight this year, probably out of the playoffs. Yeah, we well, the plan is goal. about a three year plan, and we're looking at it. and It's gonna we're gonna be back to where we want to be, and and by by then Penny will be he's gonna you know, they they think he's gonna have success. They're gonna fa- Wilson will have a new deal done for him. It's kind of they've kind of in a in a weird way, they can call it a reset, rebuild, whatever whatever re you want to use. Mm-hmm. But they've almost kind of already tipped their hand, have they not? 
with every by, by getting rid of the guys they got rid of, right? By not doing anything with Earl, if they yeah. really wanted to give him a new deal, they would it would have been done by now. Yeah, they didn't get in a trade offer that they liked, and so they're willing to go. You know what? We didn't get it. We'll trade him, but you need to blow us away with the trade. Mm-hmm. The leverage is on our side because he's the one that's going to lose money if he holds out, if he holds out during training camp, and then he holds out, um, obviously misses games, going to miss game checks. So we have all the cards on our side. And you know what? Yeah, we're going to compete. We're going to do everything we can to win this year. But in the back of like Carol's minds and maybe, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Schneider is saying, ah, this is a year. You know, let's get some guys, let's, let's get some other guys some reps here. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can squeeze out a nine and seven and maybe sneak into the postseason. Now, I'll argue against my own point by saying, if that's the idea, then why not have taken a deal around the draft? Even if it wasn't what you thought you could get for him, say, look, let's do it, man. Let's cut the cord. Mm-hmm. And and let's just say we wanted to get what we could for Earl. We want to we want to give him a chance to go get what he wants somewhere else. And we're yeah. and again, you can still say we're we're going to be good this point. year. Yeah, it's a fair you, point. You know, it was like a third, second, or third round pick. Yeah, just take that. Yeah, you, you, if this is because otherwise you're, you're you're likely to end up with a big bag full of nothing. Well, and well, I think maybe they, maybe there's the other possibility at least for them is yeah we we'll entertain keeping you around, but you are under contract. We want you to play out this year. Mm. You know, it's like K.J. Wright. I mean, what gets lost in this whole Earl Thomas thing, K.J. Wright is in the same situation, the exact same one. Right. He's he's in the final year of his contract. Yeah. He's not holding out. Right. He doesn't eat. Now, yeah. it's not his next bit. It's not his, this won't be his third time around uh, for a contract like Earl. But K.J. showed up to all the camps. Yeah. K.J.'s going to show up to mini camp right. or to training camp. He's not going to hold out. So, I mean, that doesn't mean the Seahawks aren't going to re-sign him. Right. It's definitely going to be intriguing because there, there's, there's like three or four sides to this argument, and you, you could make any one of them right now. You know, you say, well, no, I think this, is, and and it's, uh, I, I personally, if they weren't planning on bringing him in, I'd be like, let's let's cut the court around draft day, and and the, and the narrative then goes away. The narrative becomes, hey, they're really they're really redoing the defense. You've still got Bobby Wagner. You still got KJ. You still got a few guys that can connect you to the old thing. You've got some new guys coming in that you're excited about and move forward instead of having this kind of hanging over you to where the decision's going to be more dramatic and more scrutinized. Either way, yeah. they decide to pay him, and you don't have a great year. People are going to freak out. They decide not to pay him. Not he doesn't play or whatever. It, it's it feels like I'm not sure if anybody can win in this situation right now. Uh, our our uh, Alexander Ovechkin uh, World Cup update right now. Uh, Costa Rica, Switzerland, they're tied at one. Brazil has added another goal. We are on, we're on the other TV, so we're uh, we have not uh, been watching that game for the last ten minutes. Brazil has added another goal, so your team is moving on. Brazil leads Serbia two uh, nothing right now. Sweden blanked Mexico earlier today three zip. Uh, South Korea with the upset of the day. Germany is out. South Korea too. Germany Zippo. So the Germans are going home. Zilcheruski, and that's yeah. a, that's a stunner there. The mayor of Maple Valley. Uh, he's set to uh, join us next. We'll find out what's coming and uh, happening in his show uh, coming up at one o'clock. The ladies and gentlemen. On Seattle's original diehard sports station, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man. Switzerland uh, has just scored. Are you on that game? 
They have just scored against Costa Rica in the, uh, what is that, the 88th minute or 89th minute? Uh, the 89th minute there, Puck. Switzerland leads Costa Rica 2-1. Are we going to get a goal? No, there we go. So there, that's the update. In your Brazil team. They win? Is that over yet? Uh, Got to be getting closer about the same time. They start the games at the same time. It's still 2 nothing. They are. It's, yeah, like a minute left. Yeah, Brazil's in. Uh, they're going to move through. So Brazil's in. So Gas has got Belgium, Brazil, Uruguay. They're all in. Uh, all three of my teams are in. Uh, Argentina, Portugal, France. Jackson, he lost the poor Germans today, uh, but he still has Spain and England. What was the? Do you remember the prize? I don't even remember the prize breakdown we had. Oh, it was huge. We had or, and two our three sweet people. tickets. What's two, that? Two sweet tickets was the number one prize. To a Sounders match. To a, the Sounders New York City FC match. That's right. So that's a big prize. What was second place? Was second place. Uh, Foursome to a Premier Golf Foursome to a Premier Golf Third place was Georgetown. There we Indeed. go. Perfect. All right. The mayor sitting down. Ian Furness. Uh, he's back from Tumble Creek. He sat down with a hard hitting, <laughs> information filled interview with Russell Wilson. Ah. Well, we just dicked around the whole time with him, but you you were getting nuggets out of him left yeah, and right. Yeah, nuggets. Is nuggets. that a repurpose today? What did he, what did yes. he tell you about? That's a repurpose. Because <laughs> he told you what they're going to do with Earl. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why you want to tune in later, is yeah. Russell will announce well, what they're going to do. And I saw breaking news today that Earl's oh. going to be in a training camp this Yeah. Time. And yeah. I texted our mutual friend, Gavin, who works down there at that right. radio station. I said, Gavin, who, who's this guy? He's like, uh, you know, he's just a dude. Hey, buddy. You want, hey, buddy. You want to? <laughs> number i said nah, i'm good i go tell me something about him he goes well he does he does have a lot of breaking news that he puts out there but majority of it doesn't come through yeah well that's journalism 2008 <laughs> that's mike fisher's it? report come out of cbs that uh, earl thomas is going to be in a training camp at the end of july which i you know i cam chancellor never was when he held out look there there he is a, a training camp so i guess that's maybe that's news there there is a nugget a kernel of potential breaking news truth to this if, in fact, by the end of July, the Seahawks have said to Earl, "You're you're out. We're trading you." Yeah, and and he's with his new team, or you know, or he's reached a deal right. with the. But yeah, it's it's a great kind of non thing that you could put out there, and you you give yourself lots of latitude to jump on both sides. I think you go back to it's it's the Kawhi Leonard thing. I saw something last week. Our buddy John Middlecoff, uh, who works down the Bay Area, yeah, and someone was busting his child, mm. like you know. Well, I mean, Kawhi wants to go to L.A. I mean, they'll probably just trade him to L.A. And, and, and as he pointed out, and I'll use the same thing with Earl. Well, if you're the team and the player's under yeah. contract, why in God's name would you just appease him and say, you know what? Exactly. You betcha. I'll mm-hmm. send you to Dallas. Wherever you want to go, Earl. Wherever you want to go. Yeah. We're mean, good. We don't holla- care that you tried to go to the team during a playoff, well, basically take, a playoff game for take us. Take that away from it. Just take that aside. Like, 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 you're under contract for us. Right. There's a lot of guys that probably want to come to Seattle and play. Does that mean that their team's going to trade into the Seahawks just because they want to yeah, go there? Right. No, there is such stupidity in this world sometimes. I just <laughs> it, it is mind-boggling to me. It really, and, truly is. And part of it, it might adjust if we can get our heads around this for a minute. Let's just say the Hawks had won three Super Bowls in the last four years. Right. And Earl's going to say, "Look, I, I just I want to go play." There's a little more understanding sure. at that point because right. I, I feel we've done everything here. Sherman's gone now. Cam's, you know, everybody's right. leaving. I think it's time for me to go. But no, just to say, well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go. Well, too bad. Yeah, well, and, and here's it. It's a salary cap league. It, if if everyone, if they had their druthers, they would probably like to say, boy, you know what? We'd keep everybody here. Yeah, you know, we would have right. kept a lot. Now, there's some guys they might have kicked to the curb. I think Marshawn was going to wear out his welcome right. no matter what. That, that that was that was going to happen. But and maybe Bennett as well. But if they had the financial wherewithal and money didn't matter, they would have just they just keep guys here. 
That's that's the way. If it was baseball, they right. would still, and they might be on a streak of three of the last four. I mean, mm-hmm. they could be on that type of streak. The, the the roster they put together just doesn't work that way. Right. So, I, I, uh, Sidney Rice had a great was taught. We'll play a little bit of Sydney too because he talked about it. Repurpose all of it. I, if I could, I would. I would have just. Ta- I would have tapped out today. But has I, the Shockey still is still baffled by the uh, wings and Buffalo wings and oh didn't get the idea that he didn't want him to mention Buffalo at all. Yeah, I, he still not get the that? look on Sidney Rice's <laughs> face was priceless. Yeah, like hey, Buffalo wings, and, and she's like, uh, and uh, sits back and went, uh, no, we don't. We don't mention those words here. That's right. <laughs> I, the it's best hot is what sauce. Has, it's hot sauce to us, the son. Best was how baffled Shockey was. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, he's got how many stop? How many places does he have around? I want to say he's got six of them. Does he live here, Sydney yeah. Rice? Yeah, and he he's got he's they're building. He's involved with the new restaurant they're putting in. Uh, is the W Hotel in Bellevue? I think okay. it is. Right. Yeah, like the Lake House, it's called or something. I'm involved in that. I'm gonna eat there. <laughs> I know. I want to be involved. Well, I'm involved. doing like other property management around town. Yeah. Well, the is he one building that, up these new houses in my neighborhood? The, the no, new blocks, everything. The one down. So the next wing stop they're opening is down in the Rainier Valley by Franklin High School, and it's a Ooh. mixed use building. So they'll have nice. apartments up on top, and you know, we're even doing we're even doing mixed use out in Maple Valley now. Are you? It's well, now you've reached you've reached big time. Do you yeah. have food trucks out there yet? Uh, we do at Imbibe uh, the Brew <laughs> every uh, Tuesday and Friday. We do puck. I, there's a lot of people out there that aren't happy. Do you have any about guys that. just randomly pushing around grocery carts? No, <laughs> probably we don't have a lot of homeless out there because it's a long way to get there. Uh, um, but it's well, come yeah. up here and spend the weekend with. Oh them. no, come listen, up. man, I I I grew up right down the street from here. I don't I don't need you it. Know it. I, the Seattle I grew up in doesn't exist anymore. Oh, so. it's still here. It's we used to have we used to have Norm Rice as the mayor, and we could make fun of the way how high pitched his voice was, and that yeah. was it. Ah, the hey, Midnight people. Mart's still there. <laughs> yeah, Monger Pool still there. God, I could I could go. Was Monger Pool there when you grew up? Uh, what was it? Is it Monger Pool, the one in uh, uh, Magnolia? Sure, oh, it was no, there. No, it wasn't. No, they built oh. that. Well, I want to say like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I wasn't. You didn't um, have anything fun up there, did you? Well, we have Midnight. And Midnight, where I, I bet they still have the Asteroids game in there. <laughs> I could drop a quarter in there and hang out for a couple hours. They, they might. There's places where you'd go in in Magnolia, and they, they. Well, you know Ian, don't you? Yeah. Well, and then it was always some problem. <laughs> he owes me money, or he hit on my wife, or it's, it's, a, it's always some horrible thing. It's like, well, I don't know him that well. I mean, we just kind of work together. Yeah, I listen. I can't be responsible. I work with somebody else. I have to respond. The guy's right. like, I've got enough problems. Yeah, the other guy I got with. issues. I don't know. If, I don't need the new guy coming to town and causing me That's issues. That's right. So. Uh, hey, Costa Rica's pulled level there, Puck. Oh, I know you want to know the that. equalizer. Yes, it's the equalizer. Uh, Eddie Diaz, uh, our poll question, just to wrap it up, he picked yeah. up his 29th save last night. He's on pace for 57. What will he, what will he end 60. up with? 60. You said 60. Got, 28% 60. say 60. Yeah. Uh, 42% say 50. 12% say 57%, 18%. I vote so. every day. I put, I Thank you very much. I you know 60. You're the only one. You and Curtis Calhoun. It's the American way. It uh, is. It's the <laughs> besides repurposing today, uh, uh, what else you got coming up? I'm going to enjoy You know, the best thing about this guy, just, just a... Steve Slayton, is there a more legendary FM jock still working in this market? Right. I, love- I saw all the tributes to him on Facebook. I thought he had died. Everybody's yeah. like, but wait a minute. I saw him. I'm like, are you? No. And he's, he said the same thing. Uh, he's, here, he's here working it. But the best thing about him, God, he makes a mean pot of coffee. Oh, he makes great coffee. 1 p.m. every day. Best, I'm enjoying that right now. I, could, I just need to sit back and enjoy that, and we'll repurpose some stuff today. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to... Uh, We'll uh, check in with Scott Miller from Bleacher Report at Ice. 2 o'clock. Wrote a great story on the M's in the 97 home run record they sent. Okay. Murderers Row, which might be murdered this year by our friends in New York Yankees. Yeah. And we'll talk to him about that. Uh, and we'll Russell did drop a couple little interesting tidbits football-wise. We'll revisit at about 1.30 today. Uh, talking Seahawks football. And uh, 
I thought Matt Calkins hit the nail on the head today with the Holinsky story, and he put the focus back where it should be, and we'll touch on that too. So. All right, uh, the mayor is coming up next. Curtis Calhoun's going to blow you away with the best headlines you've ever heard in your life, and then we'll talk to you tomorrow for a Zeke's Pizza and Beer Thirsty Thursday. Have a good one. No shirt, no shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy!